Welcome to Lockdown Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the guests. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Frontgate Land Management and The Financialist. We'll tell you more about them in just a bit. We're obviously going to update PJ. I got some fun tales from the locker room that I'm going to share. And at the end of this podcast, Ricky Ricky crossover <laughs> behind, <laughs> behind Kentucky basketball's Joel Justice and he's also a UK basketball assistant. Right. Talk to him into the in the locker room today uh, about a couple things. So you'll hear that at the at the at the last segment. So stay tuned all the way through that. But let's start out, Kyle. PJ Washington, as as noted, not in a cast anymore via his uh, video. Yeah. Uh, we saw him move today. Yep. Yeah, it was PJ Mania. It was pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> that is such a great way to put it. It was PJ Mania because he did. He went to the podium, and then when he came in the locker room, everybody was like, was, "Yeah, that's what I wrote about." Uh, by the time this gets posted, probably that story will also be posted on the Athletic. Uh, wrote a lot of words about PJ Washington and PJ Mania. Um, it, it was just quite a scene. I mean, he was swarmed under by people at his locker, sitting there. He was talking, giving an interview for the first time since he hurt. That left foot sprained his left foot in the Tennessee game in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. Um, you know, he was in good spirits. He was in basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went out to the open. We had, uh, unlike the first weekend of the tournament, the first day of practice where they have like a 45 minute or whatever kind of fake practice that's open to the public. It's there's not it's not really what they it, like they have a real practice that day. Mm-hmm. We get to see like a 45 minute shoot around basically and the fans could go. Well, when you get to the second weekend, it's not open to the fans. There's 15 minutes open to the media and then they actually have their real practice. They have a 90 minute real practice that's closed to everyone. Even we, though you were trying to sneak a peek. Yeah. I was. Um because they don't they didn't close it off like you could still see in the corner. Yep. Um, PJ, so PJ comes out and he stretches and he does some light jogging, which he said he'd not even done. He had not tried to jog on the foot yet, which surprised me when he was talking in the locker room. And he, and he had put a lot on. He said, today's practice will kind of determine whether or not I play. If I feel okay, if everything feels okay, I think I should try to play. He said he wants to play. Um, he made that really clear. He cleared up some of the silly rumors, the internet rumors. I said, is it true you had gout? <laughs> no. Is it true you kicked something in the locker room after the game? No. Uh, he hurt his foot in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, is it true that those were Keldon Johnson's feet in your viral video and not your own? No. So uh, all the conspiracies are crazy. He said that you know people have been making things up about him ever since it happened that nobody really knew the story and they just started making things up like the idea he said that I'm quitting on my teammates and he said that's not the case that he wants to be out there with them he said he's poured his heart and soul into the program and wants to play and he said they all believe they can win the national title and they're obviously better equipped to do that with him than without so he said all those things he said he put a lot of weight in today's practice before going out there saying mm-hmm. that would determine whether he'd play. And then we got to see him stretch, jog, and shoot free throws. And then we were summarily kicked out of the arena, and they had their real practice, and we have no idea, officially anyway, what he was able to do. Now, 
I have a fly on the wall in the arena, and that fly told me that PJ did participate in a limited capacity, that he went through some of the drills, that he did some shooting. He ran through some of the team drills, not all of the team drills. Didn't do a lot of hard cutting. So he sort of tested his foot. Probably a good first test. They're going to have... The game's not till 9 p.m. tomorrow. And Cal Perry said, for the first time ever, I'm going to say I wish it was at 10. He hates late games. It gives 10 Eastern time. Yeah, local time, it'll be 8. No, well, no, you got that backwards. Eastern, it'll be 10. Oh, yeah. Local I'll, time, it'll be 9. Yeah, but, but Cal was saying he wished it was 10. Yes. Local time, whatever. Whatever. He wished it was even an hour later than it is, and it's already a late game. Because he's gonna buy, basically he said he's going to buy some more PJ some more time. So they're going to have all day. Yesterday, one, to like work on that you know, foot, do whatever they need to do, ice it, whatever. And also, he, can, he, can, he probably is going to have at least one more opportunity to give it a little bit of a test at the walkthrough, shoot around. You know, they usually work up a pretty good sweat on the mm-hmm. game day uh, shoot around. So um, I think people who are expecting like PJ to like ride into the rescue in this Houston game are getting it wrong. Now, I mean, now he may be, he may in the limited minutes ride to the rescue. I don't think we see him play a lot of minutes. And I, I would say it's still a possibility. He does not play at all. And Cal said that, I mean, I'm not also breaking news here. Like Cal said at the podium, I would be, he said stunned was the word. If he played more than a, in the 15 to 18 minute range. And he said, I would not be surprised at all if he does not play. And I, based on talking to people today, I think that's probably right. You know, he's not, he's not well. <laughs> he's better. He said he's still in pain. So um, that's kind of where that's where things stand as far as as far as I'm concerned. Um, that if he plays, it's going to be a small role. Yeah, and it's still possible he doesn't play. Like he could wake up tomorrow and feel awful after testing it a little bit today, or feel okay and go out and try in the shoot around and. It, starts really hurting or they might shoot him up with whatever before the game and he doesn't feel anything he says let's do this i well uh, i don't think we have a whole lot of clarity other than he's not a definite scratch the only thing we can rule out he's not a definite scratch for tomorrow's game he's out of the cast and he's starting to do basketball stuff again yep um for what's worth kelvin sampson said that houston is only looking at kentucky as if pj was healthy that's how they're in going into this game so that was their mindset. I, when I saw like there was no noticeable limp when he came out onto the court or anything along those lines, which I is a I would that's a good sign. Yeah, um, didn't look like he was he grimacing when he, he was jogging no, and stuff. He didn't do jump shots, which is a negative sign in my estimation because the way they did the 50, our fifteen minutes that we were able to see. They did five minutes of warm-up, which Kyle described as in jogging and, and stretching. And then they did five minutes with the guard shooting and five minutes with the big guy shooting. When the big guy shot, P.J. only shot free throws, as Kyle said, so there was no jump shooting, so you didn't get to see that. And other guys were doing yes, jump that's, shooting, that's, you know, three-pointers, jump shots, yeah. moving around a lot more than he was. Um, so I I don't – I we'll see. I, would, I think he's going to play in some capacity. I still just – you, I, when you get in these situations, I look at the most logical scenario, and I don't think there's any way, as we said on the last edition of the show, that they put out the video of him walking without that cast and then don't have him play. And he made it abundantly clear that he wanted to play. Calipari said it was a pain tolerance thing. 
Uh, yeah, that's the other notable thing that Cal said today, maybe the most important thing that I'm not sure Cal had really fully said yet, was the doctor told him he cannot hurt himself worse. Yeah. Which that is going to hang around his neck as an albatross if he doesn't play. Yes. Like, I'm not sure, unless Cal's trying to put pressure on him to play, I'm not sure that was the best thing to say. Because it like gives PJ no excuses, mm-hmm. and it you know it call it will call into question the toughness thing if he doesn't go. Because Cal has put it out there that the doctor said he can't make he cannot injure himself worse. Yep, he's not risking anything other than how much pain can you handle. So, and I will say this though, like along those lines, like at some point the pain, whatever the pain is, it is so great that you're ineffective. Yeah, and that, like that's that's the thing that you ha- we have to, you know, be realistic about is like that's not like the only consideration that whether he can hurt himself worse. Yes, like if if it feels like something stabbing you in the foot when you step, you're not gonna play the same way. Yeah, you exactly. won't be as aggressive. And you won't be as nimble. You you are hesitant to plant and cut and all those things that are gonna cause it. I'm sure when you dig your foot in and make a quick sudden movement change, direction change, you're going to hurt like hell. Now, you know, the, thing, the other thing I wonder is, like, t- if today was, hey, we're not going to shoot you up because you need to, like, feel, feel this it. and decide, see where you are, and tomorrow we are going to shoot you up. And then it's go time. You know, because that stuff can get you through. Yes, it can. And, I mean, if nothing else, even if it gets him to halftime, like... That could be enough. As we pointed out, Houston plays great defense. Every basket will most likely matter in yes. this game. And so anything you can get from PJ is going to be really important. Coming up next, we're going to get to some more silliness because there was another fashion update that has nothing to do with Brad Calipari. And I had some fun in the locker room um, that I'm going to tell Kyle about. Um, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about Frontgate Land. If you are in the market to buy or sell land, lease to a reliable tenant, or uncover a possible revenue stream on your property, let Frontgate Land Management help. Owner Josh Tungate is a licensed realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Service Professional Realty, and he's a UK alum. And I know Josh right now is out there, and this weekend he's rooting for his cats very heavily. You can give him a call at 859-962-9955 or visit frontgateland.com. They have the contacts to help connect the dots in agriculture. Frontgateland.com. So, Kyle, um, I have um, had two things that I was just mad at. I was kicking myself the whole time after the Watford game. I didn't ask in the post-game locker room, but I rectified that situation today. My two things that I'm super interested in is, one, Ashton Hagen's becoming a meme after breaking poor Storm Murphy's ankles in the game, and even the NCAA throwing him under the bus. And then, two, um, Reed Travis army crawling. And what was going on with that. So I'll start out with telling you the tale of when I talked to Ashton Haggins about this. And I have these videos on my timeline at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. So, Haggins said that he didn't know he crossed him that badly in the game in real time. And I was like, well, what would you have done if, if you realized? He goes, I probably would have been like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> because he goes, that's what I do in practice when I cross somebody. And immediately that goes to, oh, wait, who are you doing uh, doing practice? <laughs> and he, he was tight-lipped, but he pointed 
to one side of the locker room, and it was over this way. And so I was like, well, hmm, who's over there? So I interviewed some people over there, didn't get a ton of ton of info. And finally, I got back to Jamal Baker, who's one of my favorite interviews, and I was asking him about it. And as soon as I asked him about it, EJ Montgomery was sitting right beside him, and EJ just started cracking up. And I was like, oh, was it you, Jamal? Mm-hmm. And Jamal <laughs> said, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and he's usually a pretty good defender. So <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, or actually his his... I take it back. It wasn't a no comment. He goes, I don't recall, which is like the classic legal defense. It was almost like he was on the stand. <laughs> He's like, I don't recall. That's awesome. Um, and so yeah, EJ, EJ basically told on him, though. And then um, yeah, EJ did a lot of giggling today. Yeah, he, uh, there was a very giggly locker room overall. Yeah, Kent Spencer, who's on uh, TV at WHAS in Louisville, had a staring contest with Reed Travis, who which won? was funny. Uh, Reed. Um, a lot of questions about Reed's steely stare that can intimidate people. And somebody was asking Tyler Hero about it. I guess Kent was. And EJ was sitting next to Tyler. And, like, Tyler was embarrassed about it. He was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, what is, he's like, what do you think when he looks into your eyes? And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and and uh, EJ Montgomery just got really tickled at that. So that was pretty funny. Um, and then they were singing. Yeah, there was a lot of singing. There was like a, I was trying to I was trying to do serious journalism in there, you know, going around talking to people about PJ, and it was like a concerts were breaking out in the locker room. Yeah, it was wild because I guess the thing was they had some like a microphone that it was sang like hip hop yeah, songs. Yeah, and so it was like a karaoke mic because the joke was that Johnny David, who does his little his little post game show, uh, said he Keldon was always stealing the mic, so he took got him his own mic. And then he proceeded to sing all kinds of stuff, yeah. Um, in the post in the locker room, yeah, it was very distracting. Speaking of Reed Travis, as you did a minute ago, here's I got to the bottom of the army crawl. Okay, I found out that everybody laughed at him when they went over it on film. <laughs> Jamal, as they should, yeah. Jamal admitted to that, and I asked Reed about it, and I don't think you were over there, but he like had a legitimate answer. Because he is so like it, like he's so smart. well. Theoretically, no, no, like, the this... best way to get up is on your elbows. <laughs> wait, wait. What he actually said was, he goes, "In those situations, injuries occur when you try to jump up too quick and someone comes from behind and undercuts you." He goes, "So I stayed on the ground and says no one could come up behind me and undercut me." And I'm like, "This freaking dude, he's, he's like... <laughs> way too smart for all of us." I asked him uh, today if uh, if he was writing a thesis because of all the PJ mania. I mean, yeah. like that was the other thing I was going to mention. All the like, I mean, it was just like a crazy horde of cameras out on the court. I mean, it was like oh yeah, that the was president the- had shown up. <laughs> all these people trying to film as and PJ was right down center court, and so I stood right at center court and filmed him. And there was just people everywhere, TV cameras, everybody with their iPhones out. And Calipari, it was quiet enough that Calipari like it starts telling the other players. He said, you know, if you want to end up on the TV, you need to come over here and stand next to PJ because that's the only thing they're here to see. Yeah. And he was right about that. But so I was asking Reed sort of about just the craziness. I said, like, you know, how crazy is it that this video of PJ's feet like went viral? And he was kind of shaking his head. And I said, OK, if you were writing a Stanford like graduate <laughs> thesis paper on what is Kentucky basketball, what would be your uh, sort of uh, summary statement? of it and he said i think it would be you have to see it to believe it that like someone can describe it to you in great detail but until you get here and you live it and you breathe it and you understand that it's not like anything anywhere else you just can't 
Yeah. You don't really get it. I thought that was a, a he, good way to put it. I love, I, I'm going to miss well, talking to Reed Travis. And then the other thing, and apologies to Jerry Tipton because I might ruin a story he's doing, but it's probably out there already because apparently he had talked to Reed's dad about chess because Reed's dad is a chess player. And he was talking about comparing Kentucky players to chess pieces. And according to Reed's dad, I guess, um, PJ was a queen, which was, you know, like a very important, like the most which, important important piece because it can do like everything, right? That, that, I, was the, not a, that was the big controversy, right? UIC, was it UC Irvin's coach? Uh, that got in yeah, Louis, Louis King. King yeah. And he said he was calling him Louis Queen. Yeah. But this, is a, this is a very big compliment when you're considering right. a chessboard. And uh, like Reed like looked at, like, at Jerry and he goes, yeah, that makes sense. And the other thing that really, like he took it to the next level. And I'm like, this guy. He was like, the other thing that's it's, it's cool when you think about that is, every chess piece on the board is valuable and he goes and they can all you know do the same thing like he, can, he basically they can yeah. all knock out and, and i'm like this freaking guy man like yeah. it's it, he's just smarter than us that's, it's not even there close is, that's all there is to it you, i often wonder if he just like after he's done with the lock and he goes these idiots oh there's no question that he leaves after some of our interviews i mean especially some of the stuff that gets thrown at him yeah by, and, by uh, you and me specifically uh, yeah yeah it's it's Bad, but oh, what, uh, well, I do need to mention Tyler Hero fashion. Rock, before before you do that, we'll end with that. Before you do that, one thing I want to make sure we cover as they're going to play Houston. There's a game going on in the Houston locker room. Those dudes were not scared, uh, not afraid to speak up. Uh, they all talked like they were preparing for PJ Washington and no other alternative, and how much different he makes them. And then they had one guy who now I'm totally blanked on his name. Oh, crap. I totally forgot his name. I had the sheet, but go on. I'll, uh, I'll find the quote. They, they had one guy who was very brash, and I wish I'm, – I'm basically proving his point of this uh, media disrespect right now. Um, Brian Brady. Yes, Brady. I was trying to remember his first name. Uh, he's a 6'8", 260-pound guy. He's their starting big guy. Um, and he was not. he was just done with the Kentucky questions. Uh, and he said, everybody's talking about Kentucky. We love that. Like, nobody's basically nobody's talking about us, but we're going to find out. We're going to play at 9 o'clock tomorrow night, and everybody's going to find out basically what we're made of. Um, and he had a bunch of other pretty, not incendiary, but like basically like we're not scared. You know, we're they're a bunch of juniors and seniors, and uh, they've been playing with a chip on their shoulder all year. They, they've heard a lot of questions about their schedule, even though they beat the SEC champion LSU in December. They haven't played anybody. I mean, they haven't really played anybody since then. They haven't played a top 25 Kim Palm team since then. So it's fair to wonder if their 30 wins or, you know, if that's a as impressive as some other uh, teams win total. Mm -hmm. But they've beaten the SEC champ. And here they are in the Sweet 16, and they, they are hearing all this, what do you think about P.J.? What do you think about P.J.? What do you think about Kentucky with or without P.J.? And I think they were their attitude was, hey, we don't really care. And a bunch of them said to me, we hope he plays. So Kentucky better, whether P.J. plays or not, Kentucky better strap it on tomorrow because uh, that is a, a tough, aggressive Houston team. They, they defend like crazy. They rebound like crazy. Top 10 nationally in both those categories. And uh, Kentucky will need to be ready because the Houston dudes are going to try to punk them. There's no, I have no doubt about that. And that's that kind of their M.O. They're, they will push you around. Yep. <laughs> my my last bit is Tyler Hero wore a headband in practice today. It was awful looking too. I gotta it, say, it, it did look pretty. Ridiculous. Don't support the Hero headband movement. Mm -hmm. But if he wears it tomorrow in the game and drops thirty, 
I think we'll we'll never be able to wear anything else. Yep. PJ wore a headband. What was what? How did headband He's, PJ do? Was that in the I SEC tournament? Was, no, it was Ole Miss. It was Ole oh, Miss, and right. then the game after Ole Miss. It wasn't particularly good. Yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't great. He I said think he, he might have even ditched the headband. Yeah, he did. The game. Yeah. So there's your headband. This update. is a super. One thing you should know about these guys: they're superstitious. What? Can't spit out that word. Superstitious. I'm not editing that if out. If they. <laughs> You'll see if they wear a pair of shoes and they suck in the first half, they'll be in a different pair of shoes in the second half. Most of them, yep. headbands, elbow sleeves, all those like things that they accessories, they will swap them out in a mm-hmm. blink if they are bringing bad bad juju. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Coming keep up an next eye on the headband, Joel Justice, the one and only, the most fashionable coach on the UK staff. I want to take a second to tell you guys about The Financialist. The Financialist LLC is a locally owned provider of CFO caliber services to small business in the central Kentucky area. Owner Rick Parsons has 25 years of experience helping business owners establish a solid accounting system and will work with you on helping maximize your profit potential. You can give them a call 859-296-9814. Rick is an accounting professional that thinks like an entrepreneur and wants to help you as a business owner grow and thrive. Whether your need is for short-term or recurring, the financialist can tailor their services to fit your need. A lot of small business owners are excellent at producing products or services but need high-level accounting professional help so they can understand their financial statements and how to get the most from their business. Give them a call at 859-296-9814 today to set up a complimentary meeting. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Here's that interview we had with assistant coach Joel Justice. So did you do the PJ Challenge? I'm not sure what the PJ Challenge You didn't see that going on the internet? I didn't see what it was. Everybody was doing the the exact same video that PJ did when he was walking out. You didn't didn't do that? I I don't know that I'm savvy enough to do that. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know how to do the boomerang on Instagram? No, I can do it. I just didn't do the PJ Challenge. Has it been challenging, like, dealing kind of with the the circus? I mean, right now we're recording, and I think there's approximately 700 people, like, crowded around PJ. How do you guys deal with that as a team when there is kind of uncertainty? Well, I think these guys, you know, when they come here, they know what it is. And it's the biggest stage of college basketball, and and you have to embrace that. Um, We all do. Uh, You know, someone that works at the University of Kentucky with the men's basketball program, you know there's a, a certain element of responsibility um, to kind of always be on and to you know, know that, that everyone's watching and, and I think if you're you know taking the approach that it's a, it's a positive thing and you embrace it um, you know positive things can come from it and it's it's not a distraction it's it's something that you enjoy and you use the platform to kind of tell a little bit more about who you are and and, and also showcase everybody else that's that's around you. I think um, leading up to Wofford, I think it was Calipari that said once you guys put on the film, it might have been Kenny Payne that they realized that you know Wofford isn't you know just a name. It's that those guys can play. Did something similar kind of happen when you showed them Houston? Uh, yeah, I mean I think they know you know a little bit probably more about Houston maybe than they did Wofford. Um, you know, just because of some of the guys. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, have maybe had a little bit more of a national name. They know that they've had a tremendous season. Uh, not that they didn't with Wofford. It was just, uh, you know, a different league, maybe a little bit of a different television package. So they, they see uh, Houston a little bit more. They obviously have been in the top ten, you know, right around the same area that we've been ranked. And um, they know that, that those guys are good players, and they know that it's a obviously a national name in, in terms of who they are and you know our guys are ready to play I don't, I, don't, I don't worry about who that other team is you know at this time of year with with our guys you know, they're going to be ready to go what well, along those lines with you mentioned Houston's defense I think a little bit like how good are they <laughs> defensively I mean all those numbers that people are throwing around are kind of kind of staggering honestly no, they are and, and you know they do a, a great job of you know playing with tremendous energy for the entire possession. Uh, that's both offensively and defensively. I think they play fast. They play aggressive. Uh, they play confident. You know, and that's something that experienced teams do, which they have a nice bit of experience. Uh, and you can tell that they enjoy playing together as a team. And, and that's something that, you know, when when you're this time of year and you're doing special things, that's kind of the kind of makeup that you have to have as, as, a, as a unit. What what does kind of PJ just mean to this team overall? Like a potential him returning, what would that be? What would be the impact kind of be on the on the court? And then would there be like a morale boost if he's able to play? I think he obviously gives you tremendous confidence on on both ends of the floor. Similar to when we got Reed back, um, you know, he has a defensive confidence and swagger because he understands how to play. So he helps other guys have a swagger defensively. Uh, offensively, he's always somebody that you can throw the ball to. Um, that has shown that he can create for himself but also create for others. And, you know, once again, I mean, he's a little bit of a guy that can get baskets uh, and, and has shown that in crunch time and in big big games and in big moments both at home and on the road. Uh, last week I did an unofficial poll of the best-dressed basketball coach you came in first and one overall congratulations jamal baker would not vote for anybody the only dissenting vote was nick richards would you like to have a response to nick saying that tony barbie is actually better dressed than you i would i actually probably would agree with with nick on that it says something maybe about our guys and and their eye for fashion and tony is is very well dressed i think and has uh has you know big time style and brands and names and uh, now Tony is uh, if they would have said Kenny I might have been a little bit more uh, upset but uh, I, there's no there's no shame in Nick saying that uh, that Tony is a is a most more fashionable dresser than me can you uh, the last one for me can you compare and contrast hosts of uh, this podcast compared to the other one you do uh, you know TJ is a, is a good you know wingman I think you know and, and I would say that you know, similar to, to what you have, you know, in Kyle. You know, Kyle's just kind of there. I think you, when you, you, even the beginning of your podcast, you know, Kyle just kind of chimes in, you know, at, at the end. And, uh, hey, so, you know, someone has to be, you know, Jordan and somebody has to be Pippen. And, and I, I'm sure that both TJ and, and Kyle are, you know, embracing their roles as uh, kind of the second, second fiddle. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're on a championship team, uh, Pippen's okay. He's all a famer too, so they can uh, absolutely. Let's ho- let's hope we're all let's hope we're all championship pod- podcasts. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. Thanks again to Joel for 
his time in the locker room there. Uh, be sure to check out he and TJ Beisner's podcast that we were referencing there at the end behind Kentucky basketball. Actually, I think I'm pretty sure that's the title. I always get it mixed up because we TJ and I joke about this quite often, uh, TJ Beisner, um, because there's a show and it's called This is Kentucky Basketball and the podcast is called Behind Kentucky Basketball. I'm trying to double check. I'm scrolling through my my recently listened to and it's not popping popping up. I know I listened to the last one because there was great content about Joel's new bed that he got and getting new sheets and those kind of things. So there it is. Uh, behind Kentucky Basketball, as I said. So just search Behind Kentucky Basketball wherever you get your app. Just like, wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. Check out the awesome Himalaya app. Uh, it's a new podcasting app if you want to check that out. Uh, they're partners with the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, thanks again to The Financialist and Frontgate Land for sponsoring this edition of the show. Follow along with all our coverage. Find the show on Twitter, at LockedOnUK. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Birch. B-U-R-C-H, follow Kyle, at Kyle Tucker, underscore A-T-H, read his work on The Athletic. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Noticed a lot of new comments, which are awesome. Um, We're going to try to be reading some. We'll be tweeting out some comments as well, uh, which you leave on uh, on Apple Podcast. Uh, We read them all. We really appreciate everyone. We actually saw one complaining about Kyle's microphone um, the other day. Technically, I don't think the problem is Kyle's microphone. It's the fact that he moves, he talks with his hands. And so the mic goes away from his mouth. That's what happens. So there you go. All right. Thanks guys. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.